Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Podcast that's more unpredictable than your exit last call. Get ready for all the takes that you didn't know you wanted or needed. Now here's your hosts, John, Mike, and Jimmy, the Fantasy Hotheads. And we're back after about a month off, guys. I feel like we haven't talked football, fantasy football. All we do is text all day about it and not do a goddamn thing. So, all right. My employer's really happy to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) So, guys, first day of preseason, you know, we had the Hall of Fame game last week. Oh, well, that game was trash. Uh, Most of the games were trash. But the, the big thing with preseason is getting through it with all your stars intact. There's a couple guys that didn't even get to make it through a game before they already got nicked up, banged up, out for the year, out for a couple games. Nothing too significant. And then you see uh, Antonio Brown apparently climb Mount Everest with no shoes on. Uh, A.J. Green, same song, different day. You know, foot, knee, ankle, 93-year-old wide receiver injury. A um, couple injuries tonight in the games. It's Now we're sitting here at 10, 15 a night, so we've seen a bunch of the guys that we really care about already out of the game. Some are hurt. Um, but the big story for me, I think for you guys as well, from what I'm getting from what we've talked about, over the last couple of weeks has been the Ezekiel Elliott and the Melvin Gordon dramas with the holdouts. I think that Le'Veon Bell has put a new blueprint out for running backs who want new contracts and we're seeing it carried out now. Uh, guys, you know, what are some of your thoughts on, let's start, let's start off with Zeke. You know, let's get, let's dive into that a little bit because let's be honest, man, this is big. This is big news. It's arguably the number one pick in all formats this year. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he might, he's, it sounds like he's legitimately going to skip games if he doesn't get paid. We've, we've definitely, I mean, we talked about that with our picks. I don't care what, where you rank these guys. He's a top four guy. Like he said, maybe top one, depending on, on, on who you like best there. But absolutely, you know, you're right. Having a guy like that, like Lee from a fantasy value perspective, you don't want to lose him. But now you're not going to jump on him. He's the guy who's going to, he's going to drop. I'm not going to take him because I've been in that situation before. I'm sure whoever drafted Le'Veon Bell last year is certainly staying away from him. Um, it, it's put you in a dicey situation, and it's kind of it's kind of iffy, kind of scary. I don't know yeah, if I but, would. I mean, at least with Pittsburgh, I mean, nobody knew it at the time. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, yeah, well, they had John Connor. We all knew it. No, but there was a clear-cut guy there with John Connor. In, in Dallas, we have – Absolutely no clue what's going to go. Well, what's going to go down there? Right now, it's uh, Demetrius Johnson or Jackson is listed as the starter, but they've been talking about this guy, this rookie Pollard. Pollard, Alfred Morris is back. Yeah, in the they fold signed there. Alfred Mo- uh, Alfred Morris last week. This is, uh, you know, I'm going to give my take on it because I'm kind of opposite of Jimmy. Um, I'm still willing to take Zeke. I, the only way that I'm moving him down is that I might uh, prioritize Barkley, McCaffrey, and Kamara before him, but that's it. I mean, that's if 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 he drops to me at number seven, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, like he's not making it by me. It's just not going to happen. I I just feel. Yeah, he I I agree with you there, Mike. He's just too tempting. He's too talented. Right. Well, he's too tempting to leave on the board that late. I mean, trust me, listen to me. Melvin Gordon is is not equal to Ezekiel Elliott in any way, shape or form. I like him a lot, but there's a big difference between these two. I'm more confident that Jerry Jones needs Ezekiel Elliott than the Chargers need Melvin Gordon. You understand what I'm trying to say? 
I just feel oh, like... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I 100% yeah, agree with Jer- everything you're saying right there, too. Jerry Jones is is going to be the one that blinks first, uh, you know, plays... You know, they're playing a game of chicken right now, and Jerry Jones is definitely going to be the one that steers out of the way. That's all I'm saying. Because well, Jerry Jones... Don't forget, Jerry Jones has gone through this before. He's yeah. seen it. Right. You know, a team... Emmett, uh, Emmett Smith did this. Sat out, I think it was two or three games. Cowboys lost them both. Emmett Smith signs, comes back. They win the Super Bowl that year. Right. So, Jerry Jones knows firsthand how important that stud star running and back best back in the league can be to your team. It's the difference between an 0 and 3 team and a Super Bowl. The other thing is is that you're when you look at, you know, faces of the franchise, I just kind of feel like in Pittsburgh's case, Ben Roethlisberger was is and then you also had Antonio Brown on the team, so like it it was they weren't they weren't oh, oh, frostbit foot. Yeah, they weren't <laughs> I'm just saying that, frostbit that foot. it's, Damn it's it. not the same situation. Dallas is not like putting all of their eggs in the Dak Prescott basket, and they shouldn't be. I, I wouldn't be because honestly, I I just don't think that he's going to be an elite starter in the NFL. But at the end of the day, though, they're going to find a way to pay Dak Prescott. Right, he's due for a contract. Right, he just blew a, a first round draft pick to get Amari Cooper. His so contracts you up. Pay you're going to pay him. Well, they're going to exactly. Pay, so you got to pay those Cooper. two guys and then pay Zeke. Uh, they're definitely going to pay Mike. I don't think they're definitely going to pay Cooper. I think Cooper's the odd man out. No, no way. But the way that the the way the wide receivers have been getting paid, and and I hate to say it, but they're uh, they're kind of worth it. They last longer. They're more valuable. They're harder to find. So I mean, and granted, he's only done what six or seven games of of the inconsistency that Amari Cooper is, but. Um, I could see Amari Cooper getting paid. I don't think he's going to get Michael Thomas money. And if he does, then Jerry Jones is is just <laughs> the worst manager in the on history. Hey, he's not just for, on not, Mars. Not for nothing, not to interrupt you guys, but I'm watching a little bit of the Chargers-Cardinals game right now. Yeah. And David Johnson's on the field with Kyler Murray. And they are moving him all around. They're, they're play-actioning with him. They have him faking production and then sliding out in the routes. And I don't know, man. Could could I turn into a Kyler Murray truther, a David Johnson truther? Well, I can tell you right now, if 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 Melvin Gordon and Zeke were both to sign tomorrow, I would still be prioritizing David Johnson before Melvin Gordon. And you know how big of a fan I am of Melvin Gordon. Well, I I, I all right. So we talked a little bit about Zeke. Let's get into the Melvin Gordon situation because me, uh, me and Jimmy had had a conversation about this a couple of days ago, and um, I, I think I said this to you, Jimmy. You can absolutely believe that Melvin Gordon is one of the top five backs in the league and then you could absolutely believe that the chargers don't have to pay right i mean i completely agree yeah you don't don't need them you have two guys right behind them that have already proved when gordon's down that they can throw throw the ball they don't absolutely have to have him they have a lot of other weapons on that team the difference between the dallas situation where you have a where you have a zeke which is a focal point zeke is off the field he shows Jesus the gaps. Christ. Kyler gaps. Murray looks like a make a wish kid on the field. Like, like, he really looks like a make a wish kid on the field. Well, you know, <laughs> but he's five. He's, he's so fucking he's, tiny. He's six feet tall, right? No, he's not. I know no, that. He's not. Know anyway, that. Jimmy, sorry to interrupt, man. <laughs> Dude, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> the football is like the size of his entire torso. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, quick release. So anyway, the, that's what she said. 
the fuck are we talking about? What I, I don't know. Say, it's got Melvin to... Gordon. Yeah, Melvin no, Gordon was... has – the Chargers have backups. That's where you were at. Right. That's where I was going. What I was saying, with, 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 without Zeke, Prescott, you see his gaps. You see... And, and they, they can key on that all game long. You put Zeke there, now you open things up. The, the situation is just different. Zeke right? makes well, our, the Chargers. Basically, basically, the point you're getting at right now, right, if, if I'm not mistaken, is Zeke on the field makes everybody else better, everybody mm-hmm. else around him better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does Melvin Gordon make everybody else around him better? No. He's an important cog to a team with a lot of other players. Right. And that cog can be refit with other there's, players. There's one Melvin major, Gordon. One major thing that I need to bring up. Ezekiel Elliott has two years left on his current contract, and the Cowboys can still franchise tag him after that contract is up. So you're franchise about- and t- transition tag. So you have four years of team control. Right. Four years of team control. Four. Okay. So that means that it's just if he wants to hold out, he can hold out. I mean, Jerry Jones really could just say, listen, go ahead and hold out. You're going to sit out four of your prime years because you're not leaving this team. Okay. But also, but what you have to look at with something like that is, you you want this guy to be part of your franchise. You want this guy like if if I'm understanding what Jerry Jones is saying, he wants Zeke Ezekiel Elliott to be the face of this team. He wants him to stop doing the knucklehead shit and be the face of the Cowboys. Now, if you sit there and you you put you play the hard line with them, you say we're going to do this, this blah blah blah. You run into a situation like the Giants had with Odell Beckham, where they ended up giving him the money, but there was that that relationship was destroyed. Pretty much. Now, here's the, here's the opposite end of the spectrum. Melvin Gordon has one year, one year left on a contract before he becomes an unrestricted free agent. I doubt they're going to use a franchise tag to try and keep him there. So this is, and, this and, is and, the next Le'Veon Bell. This guy is not going to play this year. And he's got a history of injury. I'm telling you right now, I don't think that Melvin Gordon plays one snap of football this year. That's where Honestly, I stand. I, I, I go the other way. Like, I don't know. I, mean, I keep bouncing back and forth with Zeke. But I think there's more of a chance that Zeke doesn't play this year than Melvin Gordon doesn't play this year. No, I'm, I'm completely the opposite of that. Uh, I think what we're going to see is when you see the holes in Dak Prescott's game, same as what the, the situation described earlier, Zeke will be on the field week three, week four, very late. He's going to miss games. I think he's going to miss games, but he's not going to miss the season. Yeah, all right, so let, let's flip this back to a fantasy football perspective. You know, do you look at him missing the first couple of weeks of the season as a no starter, or do you just look at it as like, yeah, my running back most likely is going to miss a couple of games of the year. Have it get have it the first couple of games of the year, get him out of the way. I'll have him for the rest of the year. I'm, I'm still taking him with my first round pick. The problem is that is, is that I kind of the feeling I'm getting from both. Of you if I'm in your right here, John, you're you're your 11th pick. If I'm yeah. 11th pick and I know I can wrap around and, and get 11, another right and if get he's another on the board running back. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm. Worrying about my fourteen, my pick number fourteen, because eleven is going to be Zeke. Right, right. Uh, yeah. That's where I, where I think I would do it. That that's just me because uh, you know I, I took him when he was suspended. That was painful, and I didn't know that Le'Veon Bell last year. That's painful, and I wouldn't want to go through that with my first pick at number seven. Well, yeah. all I can tell it. you is, I mean, like people have been talking about Kareem Hunt, eight games, all this stuff, right? Like, is guys, it eight? I thought it was. I thought it was four. No, Kareem Hunt's eight games. So. Uh, all I'm saying is, is, is a fantasy football season's 13 full weeks, including the playoffs, right? Or, sorry, no, 16 full 16. weeks, including the playoffs. Yeah. So, if he's going to sit out half of them, I mean, you're, you're, if, you're, if you haven't made the playoffs, then he's not going to have you. Abs- you have to absolutely nail right. every one of your yeah. picks it's, other than it, that. Yeah. To me, it's not. And get, and get some luck along the way. To yeah. me, Zeke is the only one that's worth 
that's worth it because I just I I'll be honest I don't think that he uh, there's no way that Jerry Jones is not going to let him play this year that's just how I feel about it so I feel comfortable taking Zeke anywhere I'll take him in the, if I'm drafting at number four and he's still on the board I'm taking him at number four all right I'm I, yeah. like I said there's probably only three people that I put in front of him because they are to me at the same tier and that's Saquon Kamara and McCaffrey. I would See, take- I have I have Zeke ranked four out of those guys for a little different reason than most people. Like the off field stuff, the the character concerns with me with Zeke are it's like you said, I mean, we're talking about missing games. Knuckleheads in Cabo. I mean he's already had one suspension, like one more. That's that's a year. Like probably. Yeah. Like, and, and this guy hasn't shown that he's And it's probably gonna happen. I agree with you hundred percent. I I mean, I don't know. I'm not gonna say probably like we don't know this guy. We don't know what's going through his head. Maybe he has turned the corner. Maybe he's like, you know what, dude? I got the wake up call I need. I want to get this contract. I want to turn. I want to turn my image around. I want to be the face of the Cowboys, and it's going to be nothing but hard work and nose to the grindstone and just bust seasons. And you know what? Honestly, I hope that's what it is because the guy's too talented to do the bullshit. You know, he just. It's it's. I always say this about Sidney Crosby. The guy's the best fucking hockey player in the world. I don't need him skating behind people and hitting them in the nuts with a stick. I I don't need that. I just need Sidney Crosby to give me highlight goal after highlight goal and just make me say, how the hell can somebody do that with a hockey stick? That's what I need to see from Zeke. I don't need to see you fighting a, a minimum wage security guard at a a, a, a a two cent festival in Las Vegas. I need to see you beasting people every Sunday and occasionally on Mondays and Thursdays. That's what I need from you, Zeke. Yep. I, so, agree. So, so John, what's your take on Gordon? Where would you draft him? Where does he have value for you? All right. So, Gordon was already a mid to late second round pick for me as it is with the injuries. And just coming off, there's going to be regression there with that guy. Um, you know, people talk about they're scared with Gurley's knee because he's going to have a lightened workload. Dude, Gordon's had two knee surgeries, ankle problems, knee problems, hip problems, and now he's got a contract problem. Like, Gordon's definitely signed that. I'm more willing to jump a couple rounds on Justin Jackson because Justin Jackson is going to be the guy. It's not going to be Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler's role is Austin Eckler's role. He's a third down, change of pace, passing down guy. Justin Jackson is going to be the guy that feeds when Gordon's gone. Right? So I'm more willing to spend a sixth or seventh round on Justin Jackson than spend an early first, early second on Melvin Gordon. I may be stupid. I may be paranoid, but that's just the way I am. I, I overthink things, and maybe that's Melvin Gordon is on my do not draft list, and he should be on everyone else's do not draft list. And I, I, hey, Mike. Well, I'm going to say this right now because you're when we get into the mock at the end of the second round, if Melvin Gordon's staring you in the face with that second round, third round wrap, nope, you're not, gonna not at all. I, I don't think that well, Melvin Gordon is going to play football this year. I, I hope I hope your I hope your hypocrisy doesn't show its well, face. You'll then. see because I can tell you right now it's, <laughs> I I'm not drafting Melvin Gordon. He is off my board completely. All right, so we spent a little bit of time on this, guys. We had uh, you know some some player movement happen in the last couple of days. A bunch of people were Dante Foreman truthers. I was one of them saying he's going to be the guy in in Texas with the Texans. Uh, Lamar Miller is done. Blah blah blah. Next thing you know. What was it? Sunday morning, you wake up and Dante Foreman's yeah, cut. cut. Not even traded. Yeah, that's it. Just cut. They said, oh, peace out, dude. Learn how to work out. Send him, Colts sign him. 
Uh, take what you want for that. He's probably he probably or fifth he on probably won't make there. that uh, that roster either. He'll he'll end up on the Raiders. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, crazy. So filling the void that that Dante Foreman left in Houston, the Texans traded for Duke Johnson yeah. today, and they got a, a. To be honest with you, I think Cleveland got a really good uh, a really good haul for him. They ended up getting a fourth. John Dorsey, in my opinion, has already got additional fourth round pick. Like it could up. be a third round pick, depending on usage and re-signing and stuff like that. But I mean, there's 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 zero chance. They I can tell you. He's gonna, I'll, I'll be, be honest with you, man. Like I, my take on this, I know you kind of said like, who cares, whatever. I, personally, I think this is great news for the Texans. I think he's going to be utilized a lot. This is exactly what Deshaun Watson has been missing. If you're not going to improve the offensive line, you need a safety valve to throw the ball to. They have no tight ends. They have no pass-catching running backs, and that's exactly what Duke Johnson C.J. Fedorowicz? Come on. I'm just recognize. saying, dude. I think, this is, I think this improves. Jimmy has drafted him three years this in a row. This improves Deshaun Watson's not true. Uh, draft stock for me. I, I think I'm higher on Deshaun Watson because of this move. It improves Nick Chubb's uh, draft stock to me because now he's got to catch the ball. He has no choice. There's nobody. I mean, you know, what do they have? Ike Hilliard, I think is the. Yeah, Nick there's Hilliard. some. I, I, he was on the Giants in like Exactly. This is my point. I don't even know who the hell is behind Nick Chubb anymore. So, like, this is this is what I'm saying. And Kareem Hunt's not that guy. Kareem yeah, Hunt. Not for another eight games. So, so eight full games, Nick Chubb is a stud, a complete stud. I just think it's a great move. I think it's a great move for both teams. I think that the Texans needed this exact player, and uh, I'm I'm drafting. I'm I'm going to put this out there, Mike. If the Texans trading for Duke Johnson increases how you feel about Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson, then maybe Deshaun Watson should be on your no draft list. Why is that? I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. Really? That's like saying really? that's like saying if that's like saying if the Giants traded for Darren Sproles. Then Eli Manning should now be on your draft list. No, dude, come on. It's Eli Manning down is back. not a mobile, uh, a mobile young quarterback. It's a completely different scenario. It's not the same exact. It's not the same thing. All right, give me, give me a. Give, all right, so that's like saying if uh, Arizona traded for Duke Johnson, now Kyler Murray's drafted. They already no, have dude, that player not. in in uh, David Johnson. He was a converted wide receiver. Yeah, well, they already have that player in Lamar Miller. He catches the ball perfectly fine. He, out of that's the not his game. That's not what he does. It never has been. I th- I I could look it up if you want. See how many catches. Can I, you can look it up. Look, I, I've had Lamar Miller a lot in the last couple of years. Where John and I kind of trade him off. I think he's serviceable. But now great, I don't think he was. Great, I'm yeah. gonna say he was serviceable. As as Lamar Miller came into the league as a third down back in Miami, and that's what he's gonna end up being. Well, not even maybe. Yeah. It's going to be real interesting to see what they do with him. I, the, I most think... re- the most receptions he's ever had with Houston was 36 in 2017. Yeah, it was probably over like nine games because he never plays more than 10. Well, uh, I'm just saying that's 36 receptions is not a lot of receptions. Give me Duke Johnson's career reception. Best, best year career for receptions okay, in his hold career. On. Looking that up. But Duke Johnson also has not been, you know, a uh, – and every down back. back. He's a fe- he was the feature back, oh, he, he the the feature way, back okay, for two for years in year? I'll give you his last three years. 47 receptions last year with barely any usage. 74 receptions the year before. And, when he was and 53 back. in 2016 and 61 in 2015. What does 16 and 17 have in common? Uh, no Nick Chubb. He was the only healthy running back yeah, on I the roster. That. 
So he's getting that at, at probably an eighty percent. I would definitely. He's gonna he's gonna have a, a, a ten to fifteen percent workload I, in Houston. No, I think I would stat him for 60, 60 receptions this year, easy. I'll oh, take that. Oh man, best. we got to write that down somewhere. Because <laughs> I, We're recording. I will take that. Best. <laughs> I'm writing that down. 60, 60, 60 the over under for uh, not Lamar Duke Miller Johnson. Duke Johnson's receptions this year is six. Got it. Right, we are. Where the hell's my pen? All right. But hold so, on. Let's get on. Yeah, to, uh, I, I agree. We got to move on. We, we kind of skimmed over yeah. Dante Foreman a little bit. I agree with you, John. He, he, yeah, because she should skim over. There you go. <laughs> Consider it done. But uh, but uh, I got a good segue here. Got we talk. Where'd you go? Uh, I I maybe disappeared watching that Justin Jackson. Is that what just happened? Oh, oh baby. By the way, I think it was Justin I, I, Jackson. Since, uh, since we lost Jimmy for a second here, I, I have a dynasty problem. Um, I keep joining dynasty leagues and I can't stop. Yeah. You keep texting me that you're drafting dynasty. I'm like, why? Because, um, I have a problem. <laughs> well, yeah. Apparently you're not very good at it either. Like the drafts you sent me. Like, no, <laughs> I'm not very good at it. It's the truth. Jimmy, are you back? Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm back. If you guys had to pick between Duke Johnson, Kermit Williams and, and, and Paul Perkins, for your dynasty second round pick, who would you take? Is, is that your Pat Mahomes voice? <laughs> no, that's my Mike Gianetti text wow, voice. I was gonna say that sounded every exactly time, every like time, every time Mike texts me, that's, that's the, the voice I read it. Did you ever see that show Superstore? It's like the manager's voice. I'm like, hey, I can't figure out if I want to take Julio Jones or 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 Curry Cone. <laughs> <laughs> Take Corey Coleman all day, motherfucker. That's what you do. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Anyway, yep. let's get to the let's get to the knucklehead of the year award. Already, we haven't even had one snap in the regular season, and knucklehead of the year is firmly locked up by a perennial contender for knucklehead of the year, Antonio Brown. Just imagine, imagine thinking that you are tougher than just when you thought you, you that are a, a blonde I... mustache could be the worst possible thing. Oh my god, dude! He, you know he shows up to camp in an air balloon, having a nice cheese cracker and cabernet snack, and you're like, you know what? Maybe Antonio Brown settled down a little bit. Then you hear this idiot's going into a cryo chamber with wet socks on. You went into a negative thirty eight degree chamber with wet socks. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? Is he like? Is I can't I can't think this guy is that dumb. Like I saw this picture online and I sent it to you guys like literally probably like minutes after it happened. Him smiling in the background. I'm like, yo, man, check out this dude's feet. They're jacked. I thought they were yeah, blisters. I had honestly, I thought it was uh, uh, dead skin, yeah, just but, like, but, like raw, gross skin because he didn't wash his feet. I have no idea. But like, I'm like weirdly into like looking at pictures of dead bodies. Holy like, shit! That's a thing I didn't know. <laughs> no, I mean like that explains so, I Google, so like, much. <laughs> I Google like uh, no, like I Google like bodies on Everest. So I look at like the dead bodies that they just leave on. Like people just drop dead climbing Mount Everest, and they just leave them where they are because if you stop to carry them down, you're going to die too. So like as I'm looking at this feet, I'm like, man, this guy looks like his feet looks like those people that you see on Everest. And I didn't think anything about it because when it first came out, they're like, oh, it's blisters, and it comes out like, dude, it's severe frostbite. Like his feet are dead. He's got like dead feet. Like the bottoms of his feet have to be like completely cut off, and like they need to like go find like some homeless person and say, hey, will you swap feet with? Let me ask you a serious question. And that's what they're going to have to do. 
is he in danger of missing the the beginning of the regular season? Fuck yeah, man, dude! Frostbite's no joke. Yeah, like you lose body parts from that shit. I think like I don't know the exact number for these cryo chambers, but they're like negative thirty eight, negative forty degrees, and you go like you have to. There's certain precautions you have to take to go in there. You don't just go in there naked; your nipples will fall off. Like, you walk out and this is like two things. Off. Yeah, it's like pepperoni pizza. Like when you take that one slice of pepperoni, the, the two pieces of pepperoni fall off. Your nipples, if you go in there like shitting. Oh right, my god, right what an imagery! What? I'll tell you what, I, I looked at what, that picture what, you what? sent to me. It almost looks fake. It looks like there's like paper mache or some and shit. He's, he's fucking smiling. Yeah, because he's an too, idiot. Bro. He was dumb when he went like, into the hey, chamber. Man, he was dumb when feet. he came out of the chamber. I mean, he, he clearly doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't think, I just don't think he gets it. He's like, hey, man, I'm Antonio Brown. I'm 32 years old. I'm the best receiver in the league. I can do whatever fuck I want. Well, no, man, that's like, that's like when you see these dumb fucking chads. They go on spring break and like they put pictures and they're, they're, they look like they're wearing a red t-shirt and it's not, it's just sunburn because they think they're tougher than the fucking sun. They don't have to wear sunblock. No, dummy. The sun wins all the but time. undefeated. Funny story about John who thought he was that guy who was tougher than all that. No, had, had like no. nine degree burns on his shoulders when we went to the Bahamas. No. Just saying. Well, tell the, tell, tell the whole, no, the whole story. story is we, were leaving the, we were leaving the casino at like 6 a.m. I fell asleep on a fucking pool chair. It wasn't like I was sober in my right you mind. Said, hey, so man, I don't need fucking ass hurts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what's this do to his value? Because I, I saw, you know, granted, I, I showed this picture to a bunch of kids yesterday before they did their draft, and, and he didn't get drafted to like the sixth or seventh round. Like it just created paranoia all over the place. I have um, no, I think I have been staying away from Antonio Brown because I have no idea where I would want to draft him at this point. Like, and I already have my question marks. Like, uh, exactly. Team situation I, where I he's at. He's a knucklehead. The second round before this even came out. That's where I was with him. I had Antonio Brown slated for the seventh receiver off the board. Ugh. And now I think he's probably around 15. Like, would you rather have Adam Thielen or Antonio Brown? Adam oh, Thielen. Oh, man. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Um, so, yeah, I mean – we need to know more about right. his injury. Like, and that's the worst thing about him being on Oakland right now. Like, the worst thing is he's hurt. And this could be something that ends his career. Like, it's crazy. I'm not, being an alar- I'm not being an alarmist. I'm not being paranoid. Like, dude, think about it. Like, people have gotten less frostbite and lost yeah. limbs, lost appendages. Like, this isn't something to joke around about. Like, he is legitimately hurt right now. And the fact that Oakland didn't even know what was going on, and now John Gruden's like, we have to look further into it. First of all, why is he in a cryo chamber out of your facility without somebody from your from your franchise with him? Like and like watching everything he does, getting his body ready for you. You're a multi billion dollar company with your biggest asset just running all willy nilly. Like just like that just it, like the fact that he's on Oakland just makes this whole situation work worse because it, they're not gonna be able to handle don't laugh. I mean it's serious. I don't have faith in them being able to handle this properly. Information-wise, uh, recovery-wise, you know, like making sure the injury is properly taken care of, first, off, first and foremost. Like, this is something that could end this guy's career. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, I'm seriously not being an alarmist here. Now, you guys know I'm always the sky is falling, sky is falling guy. But, like, dude, frostbite's no fucking joke. Like, you go out, you go out, your nose gets too cold when you're out on these mountains. It falls the fuck off. No shit. <laughs> No, it, it's a crazy situation. It's, it's a wait and see. Right now, we're going to do a mock draft here in a little bit. 
And uh, yeah, I'm interested to see if one of you guys. Takes it depends, right? It's gonna depend yeah. on what I do before him. That's what it comes down to. Dudes and lots of. All right. So so let's go. <clears throat> let's move on. The, there's a couple other injuries here. AJ Green situation. Well, that's it's, actually perfect. I was actually going to say the the other person I would want to say is who would you rather have, AJ Green or Antonio Brown? Can I choose? Can yeah, I choose not, death? Quite, can I choose a, death? Is death yeah. an option? <laughs> now look, dude. I, so I would, we're, I, we're we're gonna do we're gonna do draft trade or we're gonna do keep trade drop. Antonio Brown, AJ Green, Keenan Allen. Who do you keep? Who do you trade? Who do you drop? I keep Keenan Allen. I trade Antonio Brown because I think he'll get better name recognition right now. Right. I drop AJ Green. Wrong. You fucking kill them all. Uh, I do what uh, Jimmy does because that sounds less violent and. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I keep a- I keep Antonio Brown. I drop AJ Green. I trade Keenan Allen. Okay. Just my opinion. I don't want Keenan Allen in any of my teams. Yeah, but you hate Keenan Allen. You hate Keenan Allen, right. But he literally, he's the, he, oh, out of the people you mentioned, he's the only one that may actually play a football game this year. Well, six of them anyway. Yeah. I, first course. I, that's how I feel about it. Uh, AJ Green. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I've never once drafted AJ Green just because I've, I've, I've I draft him, him and I trade him right before he gets injured. <laughs> Somehow, I mean, just by the grace of God, I, I don't. <laughs> Speaking of right before he gets injured, uh, I don't think you're going to get a chance with Jared. No, Kinnon. not looking that good. He, he he's getting the PRP back shot on, uh, back on the pup list, swelling in the knee. Um, he's basically done anyway. I think even right. if he came back, Tevin Coleman, Matt Breda, they've they've got a, a lock on that. Hey, by the way, anybody listening, if you're still listening to this stupid shit, get as many shares of Matt Breda as you can. The guy never gets hurt. Until he's the starter. <laughs> <laughs> so he's the vulture. Dude, I'm telling you, he won't be the starter. He'll be the vulture. He'll get like two, three touchdowns in a game real early in the season. And you're going to look like a genius because you got him. And then you ship him to somebody else for one of those RB2s. Then he's going to be the starter because he did so good in those, those that backup role. And then he's going to roll his ankle. And then you're never going to hear from Matt Braden again. And some other guy's going to come up. And you're going to have like, I don't know. Who's that quarterback they had last year? He's going to end up Nick playing Mullins. running back for them. Nick Mullins is going to be the best tailback in the league this year or some shit just because Matt Brady got the starting job for a week. But yeah, I, I'm and Matt Brady's Matt Brady's price is so low. You can literally draft him. That's why I like him. It's really good value. Yeah. You got to look at points per pick. You're, you're picking this guy in the 15th round. You're going to get, you get 15 points a week. 30. That's a plus 30 in yep. my book. All right. So, Any uh, other injuries guys to hit on? Apparently, Kiki Kuti uh, went down and got carted off the field during a uh, preseason game tonight. Don't really know what happened to him or the severity. Well, it doesn't matter because they got Duke Johnson. Um, yep. <laughs> That's the point I was trying to make earlier. Yeah! <laughs> Can we just mark this up as a win no. for me? Please. No. Over under yeah. 60. Over. 60. Yeah. Okay. All right. Right. Where do you fall on this, Jimmy? You're so silent over there in the corner. I don't. I just don't care. Okay. Look right. to me. To me, listen. <laughs> the bottom line is. So you side with John? Okay. Look, it's, it's fine. Duke. It's fine. <laughs> See, that's why the two of you suck. Even when I'm right, you're so fucking anti me. You refuse to agree no, with me. You're not. You refuse right. to give me the satisfaction that I'm right. All right, dude. I'm actually willing to put a caveat into this trade that Duke Johnson's not even on the team. By what? The 
Yeah. Well, that's not <laughs> All true. Right. But well, this is this is clearly a running back by committee. You guys are acting like we're talking about I'm Brian right. Westbrook in his prime year. It's Duke fucking Johnson. The guy's terrible. Like he, yeah, he'll catch the ball. Like, all right, dude. Yeah, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can't do shit. Can't run between tackles. Can't run outside the tackles. He catches the ball and gets tackled three yards down. That's tr- that is every accurate. now and then. Every now and then he'll break that a long I agree one. with. But you are correct. John. He's not worth a he's not worth a roster spot on a fantasy team. I think he is in a PPR in a if PPR you can't, league. If you can't find four running backs better than Duke Johnson, fucking hang up your league fees. <laughs> Beat it, nerd. You stink. If Duke Johnson's a guy that you start every week, you fucking suck at this. I don't heart. I don't wholly dis- disagree with that. <laughs> I don't wholly disagree with that. I love it. Uh, <laughs> let's go. Let's get. Let's get into this mock draft before I fucking yeah. end up snapping one of your necks. <laughs> All right, so let's do this, guys. Let's make one of fucking. All right, fun. so hold on. I'm gonna. I'm. Real go quick. ahead, Mike. All right, so in. we're using the sleeper. Uh, the sleeper app. If. Uh, if you if you're not using Sleeper, you're you're missing out. These guys are the up and comers right now. We've uh, we've changed almost every league that we have. Dude, it's basically a cheat code to get what's going on in every league, like with every player in the NFL, right to right to your yeah. league page. CBS is always slow to upload. NFL, Yahoo, and CBS or and um, what's the other one that we used to use? Uh, ESPN. ESPN. Yep. Everything. The, the, Everything's just so slow to upload. Yep. I mean, we never, we've never tried MFL. Um, I was looking. We no, haven't done no, for no. years. MMFL. I don't M- know what that means. Oh, yeah, we yeah. haven't used MFL yet. Um, I've heard mixed reviews with them, but I can tell you right now that since since we switched to this, I've been pretty happy. The the customization is there. If you actually contact them and talk to them about how they can improve the app, they actually do it. Um, yeah, they're they're they seem like really good guys that are really trying to do something best for right. the players. And the people that are in the and fantasy football and best of trying all, to do some best of their pockets for the price of nothing, and it's not covered in advertisement yet. I don't know about in the future, but um, it's a pretty awesome app. And here's one of the best things that we like about it: we're about to do this mock draft. I set up a mock draft, um, which is a 12-team mock draft. It's half point PPR. Uh, we're only going to do eight rounds here, um, but it, you know. It's just for mocking purposes, and I'm able to invite my friends to do the mock draft with me. So in this case, I invited you two idiots so it's that about, you can watch. I, I, thought, you said, I thought you said you invited yeah. friends. Yes, you could do, huh, buddy? Yeah, that was it. So, um, so now you guys can watch me draft this amazing team and wish that you were me. And here's another great feature. When you're done with your draft, it gives you an option to upload your draft board to any social media site that yes. you're on. Yeah, I've linked through Sleeper. So these guys really they're really thinking as far as like the new generation of fantasy football players, like how everything needs to be shareable and like one touch accessible. I don't need to be bouncing back from site to site to site to site to site to from during my draft. Everything that you need is pretty much right there. Player up to date player news, up to date player rankings. You know, it's it's I mean, I, I hate to sound like a shill, but these guys really these guys really put the work in and you know, they deserve some credit. They they really so far, I mean, we haven't seen them They've gotten really big this year, so we haven't seen how the uh, the app's going to hold up. You know, ESPN crashes the first week of every year. Right. So let's see how exactly. these guys go. But for now, but, uh, we're, look, look, uh, we're excited to see how this goes. Let's get this draft rolling, boys, because uh, we're 35 yeah. minutes into this show. We haven't done a goddamn thing <laughs> So, Well, that was the sound of our draft starting. Um, 
And surprise, surprise, Saquon Barkley. Yep. Number one. I'm drafting at the number two position. And since Saquon is off the board, and I already explained to you guys that uh, I think normally if Elliott had not been holding out, I probably would go Elliott here. But um, because of that not being the case, I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey. I think that in a any kind of PPR, if it's half point or full point, Christian McCaffrey needs to be on your team if you can get him. So I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey here at number two. He's the best receiver and the best running back Accurate. on that team. So uh, Jimmy is picking at number six between Jimmy and I, uh, DeAndre Hopkins went at number three overall. Um, Alvin Kamara at number four and David Johnson at number five. So Jimmy, you're, this is that spot. Ezekiel Elliott falls to you in the sixth spot. Are you going to take him? Damn. Then I never thought of that would actually happen. Um, I was actually relying on that DeAndre Hopkins, uh, thinking that there would be a running back rush there. And that's kind of what I've been playing towards, you know, practicing with. I'm not. I'm sticking to my guns here. Um, the, the sixth spot here, I'm going to let Elliot ride, uh, which leads me with a decision of do I trust the Le'Veon Bell strategy or do I go with who I have slated as the next Crash. How does your how does your phone have like such smart technology? It always cuts out right at the peak of what it, you're it's, saying. It always is the peak. It's like the apex. Uh, like like literally, he he gets it to the. It's never when he's it's never when he's like eh. It's always like and now here's my pick, which nobody expected coming here. It. <laughs> the, it's the money shot. It's literally the money shot, and they're like, no, I don't want to watch it. So, uh, Jimmy, the dead phone, and a hazy. Took uh, Devontae Adams at the sixth yeah, spot, and, right? And arcs, two, arguably, four. arguably, he's, you know, I wouldn't say he's the best wide receiver. De- DeAndre Hopkins definitely is. But this guy is a, a clear-cut case for number two, no? So, um, I don't know if you could say clear-cut. Okay. I mean, I, 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 there's not clear-cut with that number two spot. I think DeAndre Hopkins is one. And then you have a whole list of guys that are can be considered the second-best receiver. Yeah, I hear you. I understand. So then um, after Ezekiel Elliott went right after Adams at, at seven, then you had Bell Gurley come off the board. So Gurley's starting to climb back up people's draft boards. Well, he's having like. a good camp, and he looks, he looks explosive. Yeah. And it, it sounds like they're going to more manage his workload than cut his workload, which is good for Gurley owners. Not so much good for Dynasty owners that went and got his, uh, his rookie backup. But anyway, so then that pulls me at 10. And now – Here's my thing. Do I let the wide receiver talent fall to me later in the draft and really pick a thin position at running back? I think that's kind of what I want to do. But when you're staring at guys like Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, Odell Beckham Jr., or you're looking at a guy like James Conner or Dalvin Cook, you go Michael Thomas. I like that. I mean, for And then uh, – yeah, so then Julio Jones and Tyreek Hill come right off the board after me. And now here I am sitting looking at my next three guys on my board are Beckham, Cook, and Mixon, and Chubb. Now do I say, you know what? Do I just want to do what I told you guys to do last year when we did our draft tips show and just hammer a strength? I would if the guy wasn't Odell Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because Odell doesn't play for the Giants anymore and he plays for Cleveland. It's because – I can't trust Odell Beckham to play an entire season. 
I can't trust Dalvin Cook to play an entire season. I can't trust Joe Mixon to play an entire season. You know who I have seen play an entire season in his very limited workload? Nick Chubb. I have seen him do that. Do I want to spend the second pick of the second round on Nick Chubb? Not really. I was going to say, are you, are so you, you know nervous what I about Kareem Hunt coming back in week eight? Not okay. really. I've, I've been saying this from day one. I think Kareem Hunt is on that team to get traded for a very I high agree track. with you. So for me, this pick is really between Odell and Dalvin Cook. And you have the same injury questions with hey. both of them. So I go, I go Dalvin Cook right here because I'm going to stack a top, a top 10 player in each of my two positions. To start I like the that. Draft. So listen, before – now, Odell Beckham goes off the board right after you, you make that pick. Let me ask you a question. Who has played – And he should Who has played more games in the NFL, Odell Beckham Jr. or Sammy Watkins? They were drafted. Sammy they were drafted Watkins. in the same year. Yeah, Sammy, Watkins. Sammy Watkins has played more NFL football than and, Odell Beckham and Jr. Everybody shies away from Sammy Watkins because he's injured. Right? Uh, exactly, uh. it's pretty crazy. But you know what? Sammy Watkins does not have the production that Odell Beckham has in his limited workload. Right. He, he does line. not. He does not have. He's not even close no. to that guy. Sammy Watkins was the guy that Buffalo traded their entire franchise for. If you remember, <laughs> and then like four picks later, the Giants. Yeah, awesome. So I, I just love that. All right, so All right. And, then, and then we traded them for a bag of fucking. Uh, so Odell Beckham goes, Joe Mixon goes, and Antonio Brown at two point six right before Jimmy picks. So Jimmy, you're not going to be able to put Antonio Brown and his frostbitten feet on your team. And uh, you can put Nick and I Chubb. wasn't going to. And and John basically gave all the commentary I would give around Chubb. And I'm going to do with this team, given where it's at, and looking at the the list of people below it, just best available if it makes sense for that roster and. I'm just going to take Nick Chubb. Awesome. I um, so I, you guys knew I was all over Chubb last year. I tried to get as much <laughs> you were all over Chubb last year. <laughs> I'll be all over Chubb tonight, baby. What's up? No, but I'm kind of, I'm a little worried about the the sophomore slump. I'm a little worried about all the mouths on that team. I'm a little worried about the the head case at quarterback. Even though I really, dude, and I can't say this enough, I love Baker Mayfield. I love the just the swag. But at the same time, man, I'm just really apprehensive to see if he can really take the reins of an NFL franchise and, and do it. I think he can, but I need to see right. it. So I'm a, little, I'm a little wary of all the Cleveland weapons right now. So after Chubb, uh, Travis Kelsey goes to Team 5, Damian Williams. And yep. then Melvin Gordon, right before I pick, goes to the team that drafted DeAndre Hopkins. So you're looking at a team that has now DeAndre Hopkins and Melvin Gordon. Um, makes the decision easy for me. I, I can tell you right now, I wouldn't have drafted him anyway. So uh, not a big deal to me. So can, can, I pick, can I pick the two picks I think you're going to make here? Uh, okay. Evans and Mahomes. Hmm. Well... I can tell you who I'm going to pick number one. It's not Mike Evans. I'm actually going to go with Carry On Johnson. Carry On. Yeah. Carry On is uh, he's just an up and coming, awesome running back. I like the whole skill set. I kind of like what Detroit has been doing uh, with that offense, and I, I just think that he's going to be a big focal point. I like him a lot. I he he's a guy that is one of my must haves right. this year. Now, 
so carry on ends up on my team. I have now Christian McCaffrey and carry on Johnson right after I pick carry on. You have Marlon Mack and Mike Evans. I'm actually a little bummed. I did want Mike Evans. I was hoping he would drop to me again on the, on the backside of this. Absolutely. Would not yeah. Have. Well, yeah, unfortunately not. So that kind of leaves me in a predicament here where who's left, you know, should I go running back again? I really don't like the running backs that are available now. Um, and when you look at the wide receivers, you're basically looking at Keenan Allen and T.Y. Hilton at the top of the list. Then you have Adam Thielen, Amari Cooper, Stefan Diggs. They're all very good wide receivers. Um, they're probably, uh, you know, capable of being my number one. But uh, honestly, I'm not that interested. The best quarterback is available, and I'm going to take him. I'm going to take Pat Mahomes here. Uh, so I'm back at five points yep. with you. Pretty close. All right, well, then Thielen, Aaron Jones, Keenan Allen, go. And I'm left with the team now. I got Devontae Adams, Nick Chubb. And I'm looking at this board. I'm going, you know, I think I'm sticking to my my my, my strategy here. Looking at T.Y. Hilton, Fournette, Cooper, Freeman. Fournette's a knock. Freeman, you get what you get. Um, I'm going to take – I'm just going to go right to the top of the board. I'm going I'm to take T.Y. Hilton. So, Jimmy, like, and I, I think this is the way the draft's fallen to you, but you're really sticking with the best available set. You're just going best available. No, matter I, I think I'm looking at, again, it depends on who's dropping to me. Like, I, I could have easily gone Fournette there. I just don't love him. You know, Fournette was first yeah. there and T.Y. Hilton was second. I think I still would have taken T.Y. Hilton in that spot. So, now this is where I'm going to go off book a little bit here. And I think you guys will probably kill me for this. So before I go, before I pick, um, Leonard Fournette, Derrick Henry, and Devontae Freeman all went off before me. There's a rookie that I absolutely love and I need to have. Oh, I know who team. it is. I know who it is. Can I, can I guess? Can I guess? I think so. Make, I make, the, make the pick David Montgomery. Montgomery. Yep. Yes, sir. And there he goes. He is now the back he of the He is rising Cook. up my, my own personal list. And if you remember when we talked, when we were doing our NFL draft show, I talked about Dave Montgomery left and right and didn't understand why he wasn't getting the NFL love. And him in Maggie's scheme, the ability to just run people down and over, like this kid, he's, he was made to play in Chicago. They're going to love this yeah. kid. There's, there's going to be people neighboring their kid Montgomery. That's awesome. Like, dude, <laughs> I, I, just, I just really I, – I'm really all about this kid. And then to follow it up, this is where I'm going to stick to something that I really thought of and I thought long and hard about. Running back is a very thin position. Once you get past the first 15, it really I drops. Agree. Like that tear, that teardrop is like you're running down the stairs full speed and you miss a stair and that, that jarring smash when you hit that next one, that's the teardrop when you get past that 15th running back. So I'm looking at a guy right now, Mark Ingram, in my opinion, undraftable. The two guys that I'm looking at after him, Philip Lindsay and Chris oh, Carson. Do it. Yeah. I am, <laughs> oh, I, am, I am absolutely in love with Chris Son Carson and that Seattle offense this year. So I am going to put Chris Carson on this roster as my flex running awesome. back. So now I have David Montgomery, Dalvin Cook, and Chris Carson, not to mention Michael Thomas, maybe the best young receiver in the league. That is that is fantastic. Well, and, dude, the Team 11, the bot at Team 11 is, like, really into wide receivers. Four straight wide receivers to Team 11. Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper, and Stephon Diggs. I'm not going to lie. I'm drafting 11 in our league. 
I've actually done the four straight receiver thing. I I went uh, Julio, Odell, Diggs, and then I think I, I forget who the fourth one was. But at that point, it's no, just he does it. He knows exactly who it is and doesn't want to say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So right All after right. Uh, right after Chris Carson, we have Brandon Cooks go off the board, Zach Ertz, and Mark Ingram. Zach Ertz is actually the third tight end off the board. We had uh, George Kittle go after the David Montgomery. Hey, guys, guys, don't. Like for the listeners, don't feel like if you see the tight end start to come off the board, feel like you have to jump the rounds and pick one. Don't, man. If you don't get one of those top three, fuck it. Let it ride, man. Punt the position. Mm-hmm. Same with quarterback. You could draft literally, it used to be kickers and defenses. You could draft tight ends and quarterbacks as the last couple of picks of the draft. <laughs> Agreed. And yep. still and still end up with I drafted Pat Mahomes in the 13th round last year. Uh, look, to your point, John, if, if I was to get nervous and take tight ends, O.J. Howard, Ingram, Hunter Henry, Abron, Cook, no. Sorry, just not happening. They're all, they're all wide receiver six yeah, numbers. exactly. I'm sorry. They, they really are. Now, so, know, Austin Hooper finished in the top ten of tight ends last year. Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah. That's how bad. And then you're always going to get a guy like Eric Ebron that like, stunk it up for the first six years of his career. And then gets 14 touchdowns because Andrew Luck can't throw it throw in the end zone or anything other than Yeah, that. well, that's not going to happen again this year, I can tell you that. So, Jimmy, where, where are you looking well, at? I was here? looking at Chris you Carson. Have... You talk about me being sticking on script, and I saw Chris Carson way down the list. I'm like, oh, absolutely. There's no way these Autobots. Oh, you like, you lo- you I, like it when I, I fuck I, you, I do. don't you? So, <laughs> so, ooh, so, so. <laughs> give us your team one more time, Jimmy. So, so, so far I have Devontae Adams, I have Nick Chubb, I have T.Y. Hilton. And and to your to everything John just said, I, I wouldn't find Ingram draftable. I'm glad he's gone. Um, I'm looking at an Edelman or Woods if I'm sticking with the wide receiver route. And but I do think I'm going to trust in. Can can I give you my opinion before you make yeah. your pick here? Like I think at this pick in the draft, with the way your roster is currently constructed, you need to go running back because, like we just talked about the teardrop. The teardrop's coming. And it's the, big. And, it, and it's huge. And it's not making – you're not making – the guy that ends that tier is not making it back to you. And it's not even like – he might actually be the first player in the teardrop. You know, he, he might not be the last player the first, in the right. top. He might be the first player in that second tier. So you're kind of here. You're, you're kind of at that point. But, I mean, I think you need to push and take him because the guys you're going to get – this is – the, the, the what is it the fifth sixth seventh round is really when you're going to find a lot of value in yeah. and, and I completely agree and that's exactly where I was going and uh, I'm going to make that guy Phil Lindsay I could be looking at a Phil Lindsay I see a Sonny Michelle um, I've just been burnt way too many times by New England so I'm going to stay away from that I think I think Sonny I think Sonny Michelle loses all his all his touches to uh, Damian or not Damian Williams Harris. the kid from yeah. Bama so I'm making that I'm Damian making Harris, that Phil yeah. Lindsay pick official. Boom shot. All right. Oh, so we have after him, uh, Philip Lindsay. We have Chris Godwin, Julian Edelman. And this uh, really stinks for me. I was really hoping Robert Woods was ball to me so I could take him with this pick, but he gets picked right before I pick. So, so Mike, you have to be really careful about what you do here with this, with the construction of yep, this team. I have Chris McCaffrey, carry on Johnson, and Pat Mahomes. I do not have a wide receiver yet. Um, so, you, like, your top receivers right now are Galladay, A.J. Green, who's undraftable. Mm-hmm. But my one of my favorite receivers is still out there, and I'm pretty yeah. happy. So, <laughs> it's actually uh, – it's it's pretty funny. There are two players that I'm looking at in this spot. Um, 
And looking into their numbers, I was really surprised that Tyler Lockett from Seattle. You son of a Yeah, bitch. Tyler Lockett from Seattle was one of the most consistent wide receivers last year. He really only busted in, I'm going to say, three games last year. Had a really great, fantastic year. And now that he is definitely the focal point, uh, Doug Baldwin retiring because of injuries. Uh, I'm not comfortable with him being my number one wide receiver, but at the same time, I could pick worse people. So I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. Well, at the same time, what's, gonna take? <laughs> what's available to you now, he's the best option to be. I think he is. Yeah, absolutely. Now, right after Tyler Lockett, we had Cooper Cup and Calvin Ridley both go. I liked both of those players. Um, but there's another guy on board that's a lot better. There's a guy that I like on this board. Um, that I don't know how you, you guys like, you know. Tuberculosis. Yeah. <laughs> well, so the guy that I actually like remaining in the list, I mean, and here's the list top to bottom. Kenny Galladay, A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd. Um, and then there's this guy here. This is a guy that I like. I know you guys probably aren't as high on him as I am. I really like Mike Williams. I like the size. I like his role in the offense. Um, I think if Keenan Allen sticks to his getting injured all the time moniker that, that only makes this guy stronger. So I'm going to go with the upside of Mike Williams and hopefully he's a okay, touchdown. So four. I like Mike Williams. I agree with you liking Mike Williams. I disagree with your assessment that if Allen goes down, he turns into a touchdown whore. If Allen goes down, I don't think he has the separation to beat number one corners, guys that lock mm-hmm. down. Um, Mike Williams is a big body guy that can he, he does have good speed. He's a fucking linebacker playing wide receiver. He's huge. He really so is gigantic, huge. big red zone target. He's a giant mountain of a man. But I don't agree with you saying if Allen goes down, he just turns into this automatic number one. No, I think Allen is what he or Williams is what he is. He's not a guy that's going to burn you deep. He's not a guy that's going to run clean, crisp routes. He's a guy with good hands. He can go up and get the ball. I don't know if he's the guy that you're you're touting him as. As I do think Tyler Board. I do think Boyd. I do think Kenny Galladay are both better options to be the one B on this team. It was like you really can't take a chance with waiting that long to draft your number one. You really can't take that chance to. Like this guy's Mike Williams to me is still kind of a project guy. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he, this could be his breakout. We could see sixteen touchdowns from this year. I I just don't see him as a thousand yard guy. We'll see. I'm I'm really curious. His, a lot of his touchdowns are going to be short yards. Really curious you know? to see now that Hunter Henry is like really healthy now. You know, last year he was just kind of a shell of what he was when we saw him two years ago. He didn't play at all yesterday, Stephen A. Smith. I mean, he didn't play at all. He had a hell of a year. He did. You know, he's one of the top tight ends in the league. So, like, this is what I'm trying to say is that now that he's back, I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to change the distribution of targets and all that. Uh, Melvin Gordon's not there. Melvin Gordon caught a lot of passes. I know Austin Eckler kind of has that same role. but Yeah, we're writing Melvin Gordon off like he's out. But he's – dude. Melvin Gordon, if he's smart, he's going to show up to camp three days before the season starts, and he's going to play. Yep. So let's not yeah. count like Melvin Gordon dropped dead and we underground. You know, and and, and, listen, <coughs> and the other guys there, Justin Jackson, Eckler, as you pointed out, can, can, can handle oh. that load the same way. They can take over those catches that Gordon was making. All right. So after Mike right. Williams, he had Kenny Galladay, Sony Michelle, and Andrew Luck. Jimmy, who are you going to take? All right. So back on the board. Too early on Luck. Is Luck Luck's the second quarterback? Second, on the yes, board. he is. Agreed. Too early. And I'm glad he's gone because I'm not going to take a quarterback. So I have Devontae Adams, T.Y. Hilton right now as my wide receivers, Nick Chubb, Phil Lindsay, and 
you know, we talked about the teardrop. There's a whole bunch of running backs here uh, that I just wouldn't touch. I'm not doing quarterback. I'm not going to do tight end. Let it ride. I I could take AJ Green. Even the, even the bot won't take AJ Green. Does that tell you something? Yeah. Yep. I think you're both a little bit higher on Ty Boyd than I am. Uh, but since I have a real good strength on on wide receiver, I'm actually going to go for another young guy that I kind of like. I'm going to reach all the way down Fuck. and I'm going to take DJ Moore. Fucking asshole. I yeah. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I fucking DJ hate Moore. you. Moore. Good pick. Ugh. That was my pick. <laughs> AJ Green and oh, Tyler Boyd both go immediately after. And the third quarterback goes off the board, Aaron Rodgers. Hold on, John. Right before John, I'll, I'll trade you DJ Moore for Chris Carson. No. Okay. Uh, well, there you go. Your pick. All right, so I'm going to give you guys a little spoiler alert. Mike was talking about quarterbacks. Jimmy was talking about quarterbacks. I will not be drafting a quarterback in this eight-round mock because if you draft the quarterback in the first eight rounds, you're stupid. Just going to put that <laughs> out there. Anyway. Well, no, I'm talking about now. Like, what, Pat Mahomes is an exception. I can tell you right now, he is – I drafted him probably at the highest – like, that's the highest I would draft a quarterback ever. And – uh I keep saying I'll never do it, and I always end up doing it. I did this with Aaron Rodgers last year, and it bite me in the ass. In the exact same spot. Almost nearly, <laughs> nearly exactly the same spot, yeah. No, not nearly the exact oh, same yeah, spot. Oh, yeah, because I was picking it, too. Okay, go ahead. All right, yeah, you you remind here, us of your John team, D. and then make your pick. All right, so I led off the draft with uh, one of the best receivers in the league, Michael Thomas. Followed up with a couple question mark picks, Dalvin Cook, David Montgomery, and then Chris Carson. I like all those guys. They're, they're – they're they're high risk, high reward guys. Yep. You know, they could all go for over a thousand and twelve to fifteen touchdowns. They could play two games and be done. You know, it's high risk, high reward. So I'm looking here. I go to the do I keep hammering the strength or do I look to build some depth? Well, right now the the all board is telling me to take Deshaun Watson or OJ Howard. Ain't gonna fucking happen. Sorry. So I'm gonna look at, I'm gonna look at my wide receivers, and I see a guy I really like at the top of the list. I've really liked him for a really long time, and now he doesn't have to be the guy. He doesn't have to worry about taking everybody's number one coverage. He doesn't have to worry about double coverage anymore. I'm gonna go for some juice. Really? Oh yeah. Ooh. He's wide receiver number two on my team. He's wide receiver number two on his team, and you know what? Odell's gonna suck up all that lockdown corner bullshit. All the teams that have the corner plus the safety role, Odell's going to take all that. Juice is going to be PPR. He's already a volume whore. He's just going to get more and more looks. The only thing Odell going to that team did for him was make him more valuable, in my opinion. So Jarvis Landry is your pick. Jarvis Landry was my pick. Lamar Miller, Darius, Darius Geis, oh, Alshon Jeffrey, and OJ Howard were the next four picks. And then I'm back on the Hold block. on, I'm telling you, guys in your league take Lamar Miller and Darius Geis this early. Thank them. Go on them. Yes. Shake their hands. Go go get a plate of wings. Dip some blue cheese on them for yeah. them. What have you got to do? Thank you very much. This guy's got Josh Jacobs and Darius Geis. Wow. That is ballsy. Um, so. Wow. That is. James Conner is his number one. Yep. All right. So now we're looking at. I'm back on the clock. I have three running backs, two receivers, three picks left to go in this mock draft. Again, I'm not taking tight end. I'm not taking quarterback. 
But then you have to start looking at what the best value per pick is. You know, the top couple of running backs, nobody wants Latavius Murray. Nobody wants Austin Eckler. These are guys that you could let ride and pick up in the later rounds. If you take them early, thank the person that does it because they're leaving better players on the board for you. You know, we're in round seven right now. In our league of record, round seven is our first round for keepers. So this is where I tend to stretch my picks and jump, jump rounds on people. There's a rookie running back that I absolutely love that is going off the board a couple rounds later, but I kind of need to have him on my team. I'm going Miles Fucker. Sanders here. I knew it. All right, so I was going to go Miles Sanders. <laughs> sorry, so who comes off here? Uh, Dante Pettis. So Dante Pettis Deshaun goes, Watson. Deshaun Watson, Hunter thank Henry. You, thank you, guys, for taking clock. quarterbacks and tight ends. Um, damn. All right. Before you make your pick, Jimmy, for the listeners, if you're in round 10 and you have any less than five running backs and five receivers, you might have screwed your draft up. Unless one of those guys is Pat Mahomes, Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey, or George Kittle. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just panicking and listening to the draft yeah. board instead of your own brain. All right. Listen to the draft board instead of like the actual numbers. Actual numbers. So we talked about I got I got two options that I, in my opinion, where I'm at right now. Uh, before we hit that, the next level of teardrop on running back, and staying away from New England, not touching anybody that ever plays for Miami. So I'm looking at a Tevin Coleman in San Francisco. I like Tariq Cohen in Chicago. He's a boomer bust guy. He's a uh, 20 points one week and three the next, but he's fun to watch. Um, and, and ironically, I could be keeping this guy in this this pick this year. Uh, so I'm going to take Tariq Cohen right now. Nice. So, so we have a little bit of a trade opportunity there between me and you. <laughs> you never know. And it would have been smarter, you know, if your next pick you take a, take somebody else. I think you know who I'm talking about because then there's something worked out. All right. So right after Tariq Cohen, James White, Rashad Penny. Garbage. Garbage. And then Evan Ingram goes to the team right before me. The player who I was targeting was Evan Ingram. So Mike is going quarterback and tight end in the first six rounds. Not even the first ten rounds. Yeah, well, six. I just felt that the value for Evan Ingram would be uh, pretty good at that spot, considering. You think you think Daniel Jones is really going to throw the ball to Evan Ingram a lot? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> regardless, <laughs> Evan Ingram is no answer. I legitimate no, question. I think that Jones had one good question. down. Yeah, that when Odell hands. Beckham Jr. was injured last year, I think Evan Ingram got a lot more targets. And I kind of feel that now that Golden Tate's going to be suspended for four games and Sterling Shepard's already battling injuries, um, yeah, I think that Evan Ingram might end up getting a lot of targets and a lot of opportunity. However, I am nervous about Evan Ingram's injuries history. He already dealt with a hamstring, but he looks good right now. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I would have drafted Evan Ingram if he fell to me, but he did not. So now I have to draft somebody. Um, I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm not incredibly excited by what's on the board right now. And uh, I may be panicking because I don't know who to take. Oh, do it. <laughs> take Kenyon Drake. Oh, do it. Let me finish. I'm definitely not going to take Kenyon Drake because just as oh, just like trying. Jimmy said, I'm not touching anything that comes from Miami. Um, honestly, 
let's. I, I can only go through the list here. Uh, you know, I'm not. So apparently, like you know how like they say there's like a percentage of cocaine on every dollar bill. It's like a percentage of cocaine on every every person that's ever been. In yeah, life. pretty much. Like it's. You know what? Honestly, there's there's one name kind of sticking out to me right now, and John, you've already kind of alluded to this offense earlier in the show. Um, Christian Kirk from Arizona. He's a young wide receiver coming into sophomore year. He's going to be one of the featured guys from that offense. It's an intriguing offense, but it's also it's also kind of a flagged offense for me because it just I just I mean Kyler Murray is like literally the size of my nephew. He's like eleven. <laughs> and now, as far as like AJ, AJ, don't get me wrong, AJ is a big kid. He's a, he's he's dude, he's a solid kid. He's like uh, what like five six, like hundred and. 25 pounds. Oh my God. I don't want that in my NFL quarterback. Yeah. Dude, I can tell you, I can tell you right now that like just looking at the running back list, there's nobody on the running back list that really intrigues me except for Tevin so, Coleman. Mike, but this is, this is, this is where you're not, this is where you're not looking at the list. Right. You're looking at the way the list is constructed based on some bullshit algorithm. Like you're not looking at the guys that are there. Like I'm, I'm not going to tell you who, because I'm going to take this guy when it comes back to me. Yeah. But there's guys there. There are guys you there. You just have I to just know. Don't, to I don't like them. the guys that are here. I'll be honest. I mean, I'm looking down the list and I have problems. I mean, like Tevin Coleman is not, not a terrible option here. I think that he will be a, a, a feature running back. I think he'll be used exactly like he was used in Atlanta uh, because he's already been in that offense and he was very successful in that offense. So he might end up being my pick, but Hey, hey, Jabber Jaws, make your fucking I'm pick. Trying. I'm I'm stalling. He's stalling. All right, so while you're stalling, why don't, why don't you take why don't you take Robbie Anderson? He's your top ten receiver. Well, no, he, I don't he, like. Uh, well, he's stalling. I, I don't like the, him that much. The guy before him has Hopkins, Thielen, Woods, Collins. You're about to you're about to get you're about to get thrown on right. Make a pick. <laughs> um, you're you're hitting minute four on your a mock draft. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm going to take. Hold on, I'm sorry. I'm really now. It's just the frozen. It's frozen. So I'm trying to. Yeah, because he got Make fucking tired. I'm asleep. trying to take Christian Kirk. Yeah, it fell asleep because you, you you droned it on and right, on. I'm taking Christian Kirk from Arizona. Now I have to listen to this bullshit again for another five minutes. No, you don't. And I am up again. Tevin Coleman and Kenyon Drake both go before me, and I'm up. And I'm not going to take a tight end at this point because there's nobody I like, and there's just nobody else that I like either. I'm going to take – I listen, I think that Melvin Gordon's not going to play this year. I think Austin Eckler will be worth it. So I'm taking Austin Eckler. See, I would take Justin Jackson over Austin Eckler there, but – That early, huh? Sweet. So – What's the – like, that's what I don't get. Like, people say early. If there's a guy that you like and a guy that you figure to do well and you can get him, take him. Don't worry about early – Justin late, Jackson's going to end up getting more points. That's – I honestly, I think it's really good advice, to be honest with you. I yep. think that if – if uh, you believe that Justin Jackson is really going to take over that spot and you believe that Melvin Gordon will not come back, then And it makes especially sense. if you're drafted in the keeper league, it might not be Justin Jackson's spot this year. It's going to be Justin Jackson's spot More next year. More than likely, yeah. All right. So Baker Mayfield comes off. Robbie Anderson comes off. Who cares? Uh, Jordan Howard comes off. This is, this is what John was talking about if I were to – had the ability. Yeah, if you went to back-to-back and you took Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard. We'd have some trade offers there. Choice but to trade you Carson for Cohen and Howard. And we could have worked that out. But uh, yep. we're not going to be able to work that out. So now I'm going to look at – damn. Do I beef up running backs knowing that they're getting thin? I got three. I'm, I'm pretty balanced here. Yeah, Adam three, Hilton, three of each. More. 
Cohen, Lindsey, Chubb. I feel more comfortable right now with my wide receivers than running backs. So let's just see what we have from a running back. Shit. But, well, I was going to say, if we were following our rules, I mean, this was a keeper league, I'd jump right on Kareem Hunt right now. Um, but assuming it's not uh, not taking Robinson from Chicago, I could do a Will Fuller. Uh, but I think I'm actually going to reach down on the board here a little bit, and I think there's a guy down here who's going way too low. Marvin Jones looks healthy back in Detroit. I'm going to jump on Marvin Jones. I like that pick. I do too. I I, I don't hate Marvin Jones. I think Marvin Jones could have gone later. So that leaves me with right now my team is constructed as Michael Thomas, Dalvin Cook, David Montgomery, Chris Carson, Jarvis Landry, Miles Sanders. So you think I need a receiver, right? Then I look at the wide receivers, and there's a guy I really like. He'll be there when I pick again. So I look at the running backs. All the running backs that I really like will be there when I pick again. I'm going to go with a guy that I just want to lock up. And he's very far down your list. Yeah. You have to scroll a little Not bit. Not that far. I know exactly what you're talking about. You guys want to guess? Because I court, don't think you know. Sutton. No. Talk about running yeah, backs. You're oh, taking I'll Justin Jackson. No. Nope. Who are you taking? So, Jimmy, get, you got to guess on the Peyton running back Barber? I'm taking? No, no, no. <laughs> Hold on. Well, if you look at your draft you boards, you'll see who I took. Devin Singletary. And, and yep. I, I was always that. told something in every sport I played. If you have to say you're the guy, you're not the guy. So, LaShawn McCoy coming out and said, I've been told I was the guy. I asked if I'm the guy. I was told I'm the guy. You know what? If you have to ask if you're the guy, you're not the fucking guy. So... You know, I'm going a young running back. I know I'm gambling young. I'm gambling on the position. But everybody ahead of him is a gamble, too. I just don't see any solid guys in that position. And then I'm going to round out my running backs with that pick. And now I can focus on receiver and the other positions. Because now I have five running backs. Um, I don't know how most leagues work. Our league has a cap at five running backs per roster to kind of keep people like me from hoarding all the running <laughs> there you backs. Go. So then, hey, it's a good strategy. If you don't have roster maxes and you see one team is really weak on running back and you're very strong, keep drafted because then you're going to get one of those stud receivers when this guy's panicking week three because he hasn't won a game and he gets four points a week from his running backs. Stack them up, man. So then I look at wide receiver right now. Wide receiver is a trash panda. You got Sammy Watkins, Geronimo Allison, Larry Legend, who I would love to take, but not as my number three. Shepard, who's always hurt, and quite frankly, not on a great team. Jimmy, you had the right guy, maybe a round early, maybe two rounds early. You know who I do? I have a theme for this team in case you guys can't really pick it out yet. What's my theme? Running backs. <laughs> There's two players on my team that They're are young. Young. You have, you have young. young players. There's two players on my team that are over three years of service in yeah. the league. I'm going to bring my league at my my team average down. Wow. Okay. Interesting pick. Nikhil, and Nikhil Harry. And Kill Harry. You really think that he's he, going to? Well, right now with this team, he's a sub flex. He's a guy that plays flex. But I put him my flex spot when I have other guys on by. I don't want to rely. From on what him. I've read, he's been having a rough camp. He's got a case of the drops, and uh, he also uh, went gimp in the the game tonight well i didn't see that i'm not 
look at he's not report right he's now. He's not so. severely injured. He just – I think he just rolled his ankle. Do you also see the back shoulder catches he was Yeah, making? I mean, listen, he's a, he's a talented yeah. wide receiver. I, I'm not – He's the – he's the. I'm going to put this out there. He's the best big body receiver, not tight end, receiver that Brady has had since Moss. Yeah, so that's uh, – I, I, don't, I don't hate that pick at all. I think that's a pretty good uh, – As wide receiver three it's, and as flex two, flex three. It's the eighth, it's the eighth round. You're kind of – you know. And there's still good wide receivers out there. I still think you could like. I mean, you could end up getting a guy like Larry Fitzgerald um, on the, in the next round, probably. Well, no, because I'm looking at guys in the next couple of rounds. I'm looking at guys like um, we could look at guys like Mayo Sanders, uh, James Washington, Dante Moncrief, uh, Corey Davis, Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. All those guys are Devin Funches. You know, th- all those guys are going to be available, right? Agreed. So, so you know. And I've, I think I've been on this soapbox since we started this podcast. If there's a guy that you really like, why, why be beholden to what round the mocks and the ADPs are saying he should go? Yeah. You know, take him when you want him. You know, jump rounds. If there's a guy, like I said, if you absolutely have to have the guy, take him. Better go get him. So, someone else is going to want him. Right after Enkel Harry, uh, you have Eric Ebron, Geronimo Allison, Sammy Watkins, which, uh, Jimmy, that leaves you with uh, a plethora of people to pick. Yeah, it does. And, and it's just this is just the way it's working out. Wide receiver, running back, wide receiver, running back. Um, but I talked about – Ah, what's happening? Home. John's going to uh, get haunt, more beer. Haunt, yep, going to get more beer. Haunted house. And <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to be right behind you, dude, because I've been out for a while. The uh, – I let Kareem Hunt pass, thinking that I wanted to get another wide receiver there. Now I'm going to go back to him. I, mean, I have Nick Chubb. Uh, Kareem Hunt is either going to end up faltering some touches later in the season, which could be not so good. But I think we've all talked about it. I think we all believe he's going to end up somewhere else where he's going to be the number one. And so I'm either somewhat handcuffing myself here or um, I have a, a fourth option. So Kareem Hunt. Yeah, so with the way your team's put together, especially with having Nick Chubb on that team, I think Kareem Hunt's a great pick for you there. You know, I, th- I feel like that's almost like a natural pick. Like, your team kind of progressed to the point where, all right, well, I'm good enough right now where this kind of solidifies that pick of Nick Chubb. But you might have been a little nervous about taking just because, like, you saw him do it for one, you got to see him do it for two. I know I'm saying that, and I'm drafting rookie after rookie after rookie. <laughs> you see it for none. But – but the same thing, like you're insulating yourself. Like that's one of the things I said to Mike last year. Like I made a couple of questionable picks in our league of record, but I also did it in a way where I protected myself from the risk. Yeah. You know, I insulated myself from injury. And my philosophy is typically if there's a running back on the board, who's going to get me more points and start from week to week. I'm not, I'm not a instantly jump to the handcuff in this situation where the running back now is, is non-existent in terms of, of value at this point. Maybe a handful of uh, diamonds in the rough. You're really looking at, at people's handcuffs. Mine's what I handcuff myself with someone who's, who's a really, really talented running back. He's just an idiot. So. All right, go ahead, Mike. Well, all right. So coming to me, it was Sterling Shepard, Jared Cook, and Royce Freeman. Uh, all three of those guys were people I would not be drafting, so I'm very happy to see them all off the board. Um, you know, looking at what's left over at running back, uh, you got Ronald Jones 
Look, Sean McCoy, you got Damian Harris, Adrian Peterson. Sean McCoy's the guy. Yeah, he, I'm not interested. He is the guy. He's been told he's I'm the guy. I'm not interested in any of those guys. To be honest with you, there's uh, there's actually quite a few wide receivers that I like. This is where I start to like salivate over what's available at wide receiver because there's, there's literally a list of people here that I like. But there is one guy that kind of sticks out of this list, and uh, you know, you'll both probably think that I'm crazy, but I, I've been seeing him go earlier and earlier in most of the drafts that I've been doing. And uh, I just, for some reason, I have a good feeling about him. I really want him on my team. And it's, it's Dede Westbrook from Jacksonville. I, 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 and then I sat in, and then I sat in the upper deck and it made this noise like, and then I threw the fake vomit over the balcony. It was the worst thing I ever did other than picking Dede Westbrook. Mm -hmm. Well, I like Dede Westbrook. Uh, it, it was a long payoff. It was a it was a long bit for a, a good payoff. Bit. Yeah, it wasn't that good. Hey, you want you want him in Dynasty uh, there, Mike? Yeah. All right, let's talk. We will. Hey, the, the next haunted house is coming. Oh. Uh oh. All right, so that's it, right? So that's the end. My, of, that's the end of the My team yeah. ends up being Christian McCaffrey, Carry On Johnson. I love it. I Jesus Christ, Jimmy. Aggressive man. Sounds like you got. Aggressive. Sound like you got to a car accident. <laughs> I also have Austin Eckler, who I drafted in the seventh round. Um, my quarterback is going to be Patrick Mahomes. Man, you guys are loud. Yeah, I guess the WD forty tomorrow. Thank God. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to be uh, probably. I, I don't know. He's probably going to be the regret for me. I you know I don't like to draft quarterbacks early, which is why I always do it. Right. Um, <laughs> But that tells you that tells the story there, Mike. When you start taking those quarterbacks early, now now Patty Mahomes, like we said, it, there's so much you're going to get so many points out of him. Right. But then you basically have two running backs. If one of those guys goes down, you have zero running backs. So right. you're going to end up making. If moves. Melvin Gordon actually shows up, I mean, legitimately, I have two running backs. So uh, that leaves me with uh, Tyler Lockett, Mike Williams, and Christian Kirk at wide receiver. Also, D.D. Westbrook, who I I feel like is. Uh, my sleeper there. I, I kind of feel like D.D. Westbrook could could move up in the ranks. So I feel like you have a legit number one receiver with Tyler Lockett. Like, legit. Mm -hmm. I really yeah. do. Um, I think you have a couple of nice options with Williams and Kirk. I'm not in love with Westbrook. I like Westbrook. He's a nice player. He has, he's got boomer bust pot potential. Um, I love Christian McCaffrey. Carry on Johnson's one of my guys. Mm -hmm. Pat Mahomes, obviously. I mean, you can't fault that pick. You know, what are you going to do? I think I it, think, it was, it think was between he... him and Mike Evans. I actually really like Mike Evans this year. I, you know, I, I like Mike Evans every year. I just think he's really I'm willing talented. to put it out there that you didn't take Mike Evans because I said you were going to take Mike Evans. Well, you also said I was going to take Pat Mahomes, and I took Pat Mahomes. Yeah, I said I was gonna, yeah but I said you were going to take Mike Evans, then Pat no, Mahomes. No, I, so I, I really did take Mahomes because, uh, I'll be honest with you, I did – want to see what was going to happen after I took this quarterback. What could I make my wide receivers into? Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm not really very happy with it. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be thrilled with that unit. I would be happy with my number one. I would not be thrilled with the rest of my wide receiver unit. If I yeah. And I would not be happy with anything other than my first three picks. Yep. To be completely honest. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not hating that take on it. Right. And the bottom line is at some point you're going to end up trying to figure out how to, 
turn Pat Mahomes in the value for a backup running back and, a, and another number one wide receiver. Well, that's probably what I would end up doing with this team. I can tell you right now is I would trade Pat Mahomes to somebody who really wanted him for a wide receiver and a running back. Yeah, you're, if you're trading Pat Mahomes, you're getting a one-on-one. That's exactly right. So, Jimmy, you ended up with a just a very blue and green squad here. <laughs> so the- my take on Jimmy's team is there's a lot of players I like on this team. I just don't like the construction of the team. There's a lot of guys that I like on this team as Robins, but there's only one Batman. You know, I mean, Devontae Adams is a Batman. Nick Chubb, we don't know yet. T.Y. Hilton, it's it, not sure if totally he is totally dependent on the health of Andrew Luck and the health of T.Y. Hilton. Philip Lindsay, we don't know yet. D.J. Moore, we don't know yet. Tariq Cohen is definitely not a Batman. Marvin Jones is definitely not a Batman. Kareem Hunt, he may be a Batman. But he's only going to be half a Batman because he's only playing half a season. Well, like the Joker. So, I'll be honest. I'm staying away from Kareem Hunt as well uh, unless I can get him sub round 10 because eight games is a lot of games. I mean, Joe Flacco stinks. I just. So, sorry, I'm watching. That's fine. Games. I just, I really <laughs> think that, you know, unless you're, unless the other players on your squad get you to the playoffs, I think Kareem Hunt is, is. Useless. I mean, because he is. He's not going to score any points for you for eight weeks. On Jimmy's team, Cream uh, Hunt is the arguably second running back because Philip Lindsay, we don't know. I mean, he was a great story. Andre at the free as he might turn into Terrell Davis. He might, he might literally turn into Terrell Davis. And that would be great for him because I love the story. I love the kid, man. He's just awesome. You ever watch an interview on him? He's just like really engaging. He's like, there's something about him. You want to root for him. I just don't know if the talent's going to I mean, up. I hope it – I hope it does. Like, I'm not shitting on him. I I love Philip Lindsay. But I got to see more. And I, I say that a lot, but I do with him. Um, I love DJ Moore. Again, I don't know how he's going to work in that offense. I do love the fact that he's got a ton of athletic ability. He seems to fit in with – you know, McCaffrey is a dual threat. Cam's a dual threat. DJ Moore is a dual threat. So he seems to fit with the, the philosophy of that team. You know, um, Tariq Cohen, I'm kind of, um, as we get closer and closer to drafts, I'm kind of getting further and further away from wanting any shares of Tariq Cohen. Uh, it's got a little bit to do with Montgomery. It's got a little bit to do with the fact that I just think that that body type doesn't hold up in the NFL. He's a Darren Sproles, you know, and then uh, Marvin Jones, Marvin Jones, he, he, he's a nice wide receiver for, I think he's a great wide receiver but, for, if he, if he can come even close yeah, to the production but that he the, had, the pro- but the problem here ago. is he's got to, he might have to be a wide receiver too. Right. Yeah. If, if T Y Hilton gets injured and DJ Moore kind of busts out, then yes, that's, that is the problem. Like Jimmy, but, your thought process behind these picks, like right. kind of like walk me through. So, so the top of it, we're, I'm really just looking at who I think best value is. I'm not worried about position. It just worked out, wide receiver, running back, wide receiver, running back. But I'm really looking at as I cut across, I want what I think is going to be the available. best available, high value. I'm not looking at sleeper bots. It did kind of work out that way, but I, I have my own list. And so yeah. that's where I'm looking at. Then I'm looking at balancing. I'm going to reach down. I'm going to look for those guys that I want to fill the roster spot. Obviously, like you, I'm avoiding tight ends. I'm avoiding quarterbacks. I mean, in my case, I'm keeping a quarterback in the 11th round anyway, for real. But just that's just – I would do that anyway. Um, 
you know, and so that's just kind of how things shook out as we got to the thinner and thinner running back pool. If I had to do this again, I, I think I might skip T.Y. Hilton and and go for another running back there. Yeah. By the way, hold on a second. Uh, do you guys hear the story about that kid that like kind of conned his way into a tryout and ended up making the Browns? No. Yeah, this wide receiver, he like got cut from like his JUCO team. He basically lied and said he knew somebody with the Browns to get into an open tryout. And then, like, he asked somebody what's somebody's name that works for the Browns. So he said, oh, I know this person. And then as soon as he got into the building, he went and talked to the guy. So the guy ended up, like, vouching for him at the tryout. And he ran, like, a 4-4 at the tryout. This and that. He returned a pump for a touchdown. Today. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, good for him. So, this yeah, dude, Sherry? Like, the, the whole – Sheehy, yeah, Giuseppe? The whole Sheehy, yeah, Giuseppe, Sheehy, Giuseppe, whatever. The whole team went nuts. Like, they did, dude. Look at that. Watch it's it a great, it's, great. it's a great story, dude. Great Interesting. story. Interesting. Right. Uh, so the only anyway. thing I would have done differently with Jimmy's team, literally the only is thing. Draft different play, is draft different no, players? No, uh, Kareem <laughs> Hunt. Instead of taking Kareem Hunt there, I probably would have gone with, with a guy, uh, with a quarterback, honestly. It's eight. It's the eighth round. It's, it's late enough that you don't have to continue to wait. Like, I think Carson Wentz has the ability to be the number one quarterback at the end of the year if that offense really does fire on all cylinders. John, you and I had Carson Wentz two years ago. Oh, dude, that might be one of the. I, I'm not I want to. I want to kill you. I want to kill you for that take, but I really can't because I kind of feel the same. I don't know if I feel like he'd be the number one quarterback, but I feel like Carson Wentz could be a top five quarterback. Oh, for sure. I, I just don't think he's worth that. That I don't know, man. You can get Carson Wentz so much later. He's just not going to well, do it. In this in this draft, you could only get him five picks later because he was the last pick of the eighth round. Um, I'm just saying, if it was me looking at everybody that got picked from Kareem Kareem Hunt to the end of the draft, the best player there and the best player in the queue, to me, is Carson Wentz. I probably that's the only place I would have gone differently. So, like, there's three players that you like more, less than. Okay, I probably should just <laughs> jump and take in Sutton, like I said. Anyway, yeah, um, John, let's talk about you for a little bit. All right, so. I'm going to start out just by putting it out there right now. This team was – I went with a certain philosophy, and I was sticking to it. I wasn't pushing off of it. You know, this was – I wanted to build young. I wanted to build potential. You know, Michael Thomas, young, full potential. He's also the guy. He is the number one target for arguably the best quarterback in yep. the NFL. Dalvin Cook, we've seen flashes. We haven't seen the full gamut yet. If he can stay healthy – I'm thinking he's a 1,300-yard rushing, well, three, 400 yards passing or receiving. And roughly in the 10 to 13 to 15 touchdown range, receiving and, and rushing. David Montgomery, this is a kid that I just – I have loved watching him a little bit in college, going through the pre-draft process, seeing him slip, and I just didn't understand why because I remember watching his college games. And he's one of those guys that he maybe wasn't a combine guy, but you look at his game film, the, kid, the kid's just a – He's a freak. You know, you, a guy that's comparable to, he's not as good as, and he's nowhere on the level, but he kind of reminds me of Saquon a little bit. He's thick. He's powerful. Soft hands. He, he's got that kind of ilk right there. Then um, Chris Carson's another guy I'm, I'm really – I didn't expect Carson to be there even close to that pick. I'm really happy that he followed me there in the, in the fourth round. Jarvis Landry, another guy I thought should have went a little bit earlier. He's a, a in a PPR format. He's, I think he's a top ten guy. You know, he's set the league record for most receptions in his first five years. I think that with the addition of Odell, he's going to 
he's going to only get more valuable. Maybe not on the big plays, but he's definitely going to be the go-to guy on the underneath and like third, third and third down attempts. You know, so I'm building PPR there. And then uh, Miles Sanders, another guy, another rookie, another guy who's really high on coming out of the draft. These are guys that, like I said, don't wait. If you got a guy targeted, take him. I have three rookie running backs. They could all fall flat on their face. They could all be terrible. They could all be great. You know, Devin Singletary, I think he's going to be the guy. We've got Frank Gore and LaShawn McCoy. He's going to get touches. He's got two 95-year-old running, running backs in front of him. He's going to get work. And then Nikhil Harry, another guy. So you could – one, two, three. Four. Four. Four rookies in my first yeah. game. I mean, that's – Dude, that's, that's, can you guys can you guys tell him a college listen, football guy? Yeah, <laughs> but, it's, but it's also yeah, not every listen. Not every guy's going to translate into the NFL. Not every guy's going to be the guy this year. And Kill Harry might be great next year, but is he going to be the guy this year to get you points? I I don't know. Probably not. Singletary probably not. again. Probably not. Miles Sanders. I think by week four or five, he's absolutely the guy. Can't argue that. David Montgomery still just just an unknown. People are liking him, but we haven't seen anything. David Montgomery is pretty much the first second down back already. By default. he was my favorite. He Agreed. was my favorite pick that you made was David Montgomery. It's be a high risk, high reward with every with, with the running back it situation is, in your team. With with my picks from three on, all high risk, high reward guys, except for Jarvis Landry. I think Jarvis Landry is just a nice, steady in PPR format, ten to fifteen point a week guy. Am I right? Am I wrong? I well. Yes, I think so. I think you're right. I mean, this isn't the kind of team that somebody drafted for the first Odell time. Odell Beckham is a positive thing for him because, just like you said, he didn't do well last year getting all of the coverage. So, no, I think that awful. that he'll be not awful, but he'll be that underneath guy that will just eat targets and and probably get a lot of that underneath stuff. It's it's going to be interesting. And he's going to he's going to be the guy on third and goal from the three. That takes that three step slant to the middle and catches the touchdowns. Right. So it's going to be, I cannot wait to watch Cleveland. I, I just, I hate it. <laughs> I hate saying the word, words that never, people never say. Oh, it's crazy. I can't wait to see how that team interacts with each other and, and uh, all those personalities, how they mesh. I mean, because there's a lot. I mean, even on the defensive side of the ball, those guys have some characters, you know? So out of the three teams that we drafted, I kind of I have to say that I, I like different parts of all of our teams, but I'm not sure I like any I mean, of the teams that either any of us. I know, I, I agree 100 percent because like honestly, Miles Sanders and Enkil Harry are big question marks for me. I've been staying away from them just because I don't know. Um, uh, Jimmy's team is is solid, but I think Jimmy's team is the safest. it's safe. Yeah, but there's also. There's risk. I mean, T.Y. Hilton and Philip Lindsay are risky players. You know what I mean? Uh, Tariq Cohen could 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 be considered risk because again, if David if David Montgomery is ridiculous, then Tariq Cohen could just get game scripted. Um, and as far as my team is concerned, my wide receivers are just you know uh, pretty bad, and I have nobody yeah. after my top two. Like if one of my top two running backs goes down, then it's it's curtains. But I, I gotta be honest with you, Mike. Isn't that usually the way it goes? If one of your top two guys goes down, it's curtains anyway. I mean, every year it seems like the last couple of years. 
I've I've had no running backs, and somehow I'm able to make it through this team. Uh, I'd be concerned because I don't really have. I mean, I guess my strength would just be at those top two positions or three positions. I guess, like you said, and you said that before, your top three picks. Uh, one of those guys goes down, the the whole team probably falls apart, which. Mm-hmm probably means that I would recognize that after three or four weeks and make well, a move for I can say right now you, you already know I'm not the best drafter I'm I'm a movement guy I'm gonna yeah I I just know when a guy peaks and I know when a guy valleys and I I take advantage of that situation that's just what I do so hey all right boys got anything else to add right now Keep mock drafting. Everybody keep like I, the first thing that I want to do as soon as we get off of this thing is do this draft over ABD. again. ABD. Fantasy football preseason. ABD. Always be drafting. Absolutely. I don't know. All I can say is like this is like uh, a month long Christmas Eve, right? Waiting for yeah. our actual draft. It's just like, oh my God, I just wanted to be here. But uh, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to hang up and do it on the draft. <laughs> See what I can do done, done, done differently. That's all I got, bud. Oh, so Haskins was uh, eight for fourteen today for one hundred and seventeen and two picks. <laughs> oh my God, worst offense ever! <laughs> it's not be, like our listen. gold, not like our gold jacket rookie and there, guys. Darius guys actually got drafted in this mock draft by the bot. That's yes. a shame. Yes. That is such Darius guys didn't get a touch. That is tonight. such. A I don't shame. think Darius guys salty enough. No, he's not. Adrian Peterson's going to start. Guys isn't going to do anything. Their number one wide receiver is Paul Richardson. Like, good luck, Washington. That's that can't be true. Good luck. That can't be true. Who was their number one receiver today? I mean, it doesn't matter because I don't draft anybody. It was preseason. Whoever Kidsy is, uh, I don't know. Paul Richardson, I guess, didn't play because he's not even on the stats. Okay, was it uh, Kelvin Harmon who was a rookie? He had. Three targets, two receptions, 17 yards. Well, game changer. I mean, the the, old boy. the only this? person I've heard anything positive about coming from the reports from Washington has actually been Jordan Reed. And, I mean, like. Go ahead, not, make that mistake. I'm never touching that guy with. <laughs> I wouldn't touch him with one of your. So, so no, you were you a Jordan Reed truther for the longest time. Well, he was very good for the longest time, but then all of a sudden. He was very good for like six look, weeks a year. For right. exactly, he's very exactly. good when he's on his field, the field for six weeks. Let me put this in perspective, right? We just drafted eight rounds. I don't see a single wide receiver from Washington. You, no, you won't either. Nope, because they shouldn't be. Terrible. Uh, the other offense that's scary is like Miami. I don't. I, I'm. It's. Stay away from Miami. Is it Kenyon Drake? Is it Kalen Balage? Is it is it Kenyon Drake? Is it Kalen Balage? Who cares? And you guys might you might think this is weird. I'm staying away from Denver, guys. Really? You don't think that Flacco yeah. can get anything done over it? I think Flacco's a goddamn trash yeah, can. Well, I mean, he's won a Super Bowl. Doug Johnson won a Super Bowl too. What's yeah, that's a good, very good point. <laughs> no, it was Doug Johnson? I don't know. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Um, yeah, to be honest with you, I find myself – I really haven't drafted anybody from Denver in most of my mocks, but staying away from them. Another guy – yeah, we'll, we'll get into this in, in the next episode when we tease our, our sleepers and our, our up-and-comers. But there's a couple guys that I really like that aren't even on radars right now that I want to talk about. But we'll get into that next show. Jimmy, you got anything else to add? No, but that's all I got. Mike, what do you got? Um, I have a dynasty. I have care. a dynasty. Don't care. Dynasty stop. problem. Help you have a, you have, you have a fancy football yeah. addiction tell, that you have a real. Problem. Tell them to make me stop. 
just stop, dude. You're terrible. Yeah, dude, it's real simple, dude. It's so, called 1-800-GAMBLER. I like how you say I'm terrible at it, but I'm really not. <laughs> okay. Okay. This okay. is your seven-time Super Bowl-appearing person. You've Jesus. never. It's your first year doing Dynasty, dummy. Well, yeah, but in our league of record, I've been in the Super Bowl six out of the last seven yeah, years. Yeah, what's that got to do? What's that got to do with Dynasty? Nothing. Just saying. Exactly. So why are you using it as an argument? How you're going to? Because dynasty? I, I'm you're probably going to dominate that too. That's you're, why. You're better at base. You're better at baseball than you are at Dynasty. And you're fucking trash at baseball. All right, so that's all we got for you guys tonight. <laughs> Check us out on uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram at Hot Heads uh, Podcast. It's Hot Heads with a Z. Hope you guys found some interesting stuff in this draft. You probably didn't, but we don't really care. <laughs> Later. Peace.